I am the, as I said, creator and editor of Skewed and Reviewed, which is sknr.net. I am also the uh, head reviewer. We have Skewed and Reviewed, the magazine, where the profits of, what, of the sales benefit Child's Play charity. And I also appear from time to time on the top-rated BJ Shea Morning Experience on KSW Radio. I am the uh, movie and game guy, and I make about six to eight appearances a year for that. And I also speak at several conventions throughout the Northwest. And you'll get a chance to uh, see us this weekend at NorwestCon, where I'll be doing three panels on Saturday. One of them is the upcoming video games of the next three years panel, as well as the best uh, and worst of 2009 in film. And we'll be doing signing and autograph sessions. We can uh, sign copies of our magazines and stuff. Also, um, got a lot of special stuff. We have a contest later on in the show tonight with your chance to win some DVDs and stuff like that. And by all means, please feel free to pass along your comments to the uh, chat room. we got the moderators in there now. And we're going to kick it off with a very special clip for you. As you know, Clash of the Titans is opening this Friday in 3D. And there'll be some special Thursday night showings around the country. Well, we've got a special clip for you today, which is not a trailer. It is an actual battle scene from the film. Check that out, and we'll be right back right afterwards. Clash of the Titans. Well, that looks interesting. Boy, there's a girl you don't want to take out on a date, do you? She put a big crush on you, and the next thing you know, you turn to stone. But, hey, hey, would she be, hey, Darren, would she be considered a two-bagger by chance? A two-bagger? Yeah. Define for me what, what... One bag for what? her head, one bag for oh, yours. two-bagger. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would definitely need to make sure Absolutely. before getting with that. Well, you know, the, putting the bag on your head would actually save you from being turned to stone, though. Good point. So, yeah, maybe a three-bagger. Good point, yeah. I don't know. And some protection. Yes. Be safe out there, folks. That's our public service announcement from the health department today. Uh, Just wanted to give a quick talk before we uh, get on to the uh, next segment. As I mentioned earlier, we have the Skewed and Reviewed magazine, which is uh, issue one right here and issue two right here. Brand new, just came out. And we cover film, game, travel, and other entertainment, news, activities, and interviews. 
proceeds of which do benefit charity. And if you are interested in sponsoring this show or uh, the magazine or website, anything like that, uh, please give us an uh, email. You can uh, get it on the website at uh, sknr.net. You can also send it into the chat room right now. If you're interested, we have the moderators there. And believe me, the rates start off at a very reasonable rate and uh, as low as 20 bucks, and we go up from there. Anyway, uh, getting back to the stuff, that's Clash of the Titans. That's opening Friday, and as we all know, it's a remake of the original film. And it uh, looks to be really good. The only thing I am concerned about is that, number one, Pegasus is black in the film instead of white, and that the film was converted to 3D after it was already completed. Warner Brothers decided, hey, look at the success of Avatar. I want to get in on the 3D train. And after the film was converted, uh, finished, they converted it up to 3D. So it's not quite the same as having a film that's sculpted from the ground up to be in 3D. Uh, the plus side of that, though, as I mentioned last week, or at least we hit upon, the Ryan Reynolds-led Green Lantern film, which is uh, going into production, will be filmed in 3D, and there's a lot of rumors that Spider-Man 4 will also be shot in uh, 3D, although it may be a remake and just called Spider-Man, but more on that at another time. We're going to be having a superhero film preview and roundup in the not-too-distant future. Uh, since this is the opening of the show, we always like to kick it off with film clips, and we have a couple more film trailers that are upcoming. And so up next, we have another film that I think needs no introduction. It is a superhero film, and I think it's going to be a big hit this summer. Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man 2. Uh, Mr. Stark, please. Yes, dear. Can I have your attention? Absolutely. Our priority here is to have you turn over the Iron Man weapon to the American people. Well, you can forget it. We're safe. America is secure. You want my property? You can't have it. But I did you a big favor. I have successfully privatized world peace. We're adjourned for the day. You've been a delight. Okay, give me a smooch for good luck. I might not make it back. Go get him, boss. You complete me.
Boy, that looks like an incredible film, doesn't it? Warhawk, uh, the only thing, you know, Don Cheadle taking over for the role. But other than that, I think they're going to hit it big. you got ACDC and Angus Bangus leading up the uh, soundtrack, so I think it's going to be good. Let's just hope Mickey stays coherent during his press tours for it. But then again, that wouldn't be Mickey Rourke, you know. He'll be bringing his little chihuahua along. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. Doing Taco Bell commercials or something. <laughs> oh, awesome. Crazy. So Iron Man 2 kicking it off this summer. And uh, I've got some interesting news. Now, here's a, here's a great marketing idea by Disney. Now, let me give you a little bit of a uh, background here. You've got um, How to Train Your Dragon, which opened as the number one film in the country this week. And yet the stocks for DreamWorks went down because it did not meet the opening expectations of Monsters vs. Aliens, which came out same time last year. Now, that being said, Disney's got a lot of money tied up in Toy Story 3 3D, which is coming out this summer. So they've got an interesting marketing plan in place for this. Now, remember, this film was originally going to be a direct-to-DVD sequel. And when, uh, through a stock exchange, they worked out a deal to keep Pixar in the Disney family. But Steve Jobs, head of Pixar, ended up becoming the majority stockholder. He shut down a big chunk of the direct-to-DVD arm at Disney and said, we're going to do Toy Story 3 as a major theatrical production. Well, naturally, in a down economy, they want to make sure they get the best for their investment. And so what Disney is going to do is they're going around college campuses and they're going to show you the film for free with the catch. They are going to show you 65 minutes of the film for free. But if you want to see the last half hour, you're going to have to go to the theater and pay for it. And the interesting way about it is they're only going to allow people with student ID cards to get into the theaters and see them. They're going to be shown around various college campuses. So interesting marketing attempt. We're going to see how that plays out. Well, you know, the kids will come out and see the film, but will they come and pay the money to go see how it ends? So we'll be seeing that soon. Other news right now, and since it's going to be airing in about 45 minutes, 24, Kiefer Sutherland's uh, real-time anti-terrorist drama is going to be concluding after eight seasons and even though they had offers from the NBC network to take over the show they decided to go out on top and conclude the season the show this year but fear not fans Jack Bauer will return they are planning a film series which is already in production so stay tuned for that we also want to talk about another film going into production in January and this one I'm really really excited about as I have been a big fan of the series for a long time. And I say series because I remember the original 1950s. And no, I was not around when it was first run. I saw it through reruns, thank you very much. And that is The Thing. The John Carpenter classic is finally getting a new chapter. A prequel with sequel elements is going to be filming in Vancouver starting in January. And it is said to involve what happened at the Norwegian camp that was... Uh, referred to and briefly visited at the during the last film. Now, one of the things that's got a lot of people really excited about this is that one of the characters is supposed to be the brother of Kurt Russell's character, McCready, who is a very popular character in the original film. The twist to this film is that it is, as I said, a prequel with sequel elements, which means there may be flash-forwards, flashbacks, something like that. The original film used stick puppets and uh, figurines to convey these really gruesome horror films. It was uh, horror images. It was one of the first films to really use really graphically intense uh, horror images. Well, now with CGI, 
they're going to be able to do a whole myriad of new creatures, whole new arrangement of things, and a whole new terror. There's rumors, maybe 3D, maybe not. I'm not. I don't think it will be 3D, but I do think it is going to be visually extremely graphic and highly disturbing. So do check that out. It, uh, we'll have more news on it soon. And, you know, truthfully, I would have liked a full-out sequel, but this is a lot better than one of the other options, which was to do a quasi-remake set on a tropical island with a bunch of 20-something. So thankfully, this is coming out really well. I'd like to see some of those Dark Horse comics that they did use elements of that storyline, but, hey, who knows? We can go from there. So the thing is coming very soon. And think, speaking of other films coming very soon, classic film from my childhood will be remade and coming up, and we're going to have a look at it right now. It was filmed up north in Vancouver, B.C., and this is The A-Team. was sent to prison for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security facility. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers for hire. This is beyond nuts, boss. It gets better. <laughs> now we're talking. You miss me? Cause I miss you. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them. Sucks to be you, homie. You look like you got a real bad attitude. Maybe you can hire when a plan comes together. <laughs> the A-Team. What the hell is that? If you look out on the right-hand side of the aircraft, you'll notice that the right wing is on fire. Well, I tell you, you know, a little, a little bit about me. I uh, spent some time in Saudi Arabia growing up, and I remember we would get these TV shows on the company channel because local TV was pretty much non-existent, and even what we got was heavily censored. I remember 20-minute episodes of Dallas by the time they got through censoring out the objectionable content. And we were so happy when the A-Team arrived because it was so family-friendly. We got whole episodes, but of course... We would get them like a year or so afterwards, but it didn't care. I mean, we all watched it because it was something from the States. And, uh, you know, it was this before the Internet and cable TV. And Well, there's cable TV. I shouldn't say that, but they didn't have any over there. Boy, those are some giant rats crawling around up top, isn't it? Jeez. Tell <laughs> you. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what all that noise is. I'm going to start. I'm bringing a gun next time or something like that. that see if works. I can bag one so if you come in and you see some heads mounted on the wall everybody you'll know it was a good pre-show <laughs> hey who knows maybe we can sell the fur and meat and make some money <laughs> there's your sponsorship right there <laughs> rat in a wow, box wow <laughs> rat in a box there's a there's a oh excuse me we don't want to offend any potential sponsors a golden arch is across the way isn't there <laughs> Ooh, that that's cold hey i didn't say any names i didn't infringe on any copyrights <laughs> nice uh, anyway, 
But, uh, A-Team, getting back to it, this has been a long gestating project. To give you an idea, one of the original wish lists for the cast was, and this is dead honest here, Mel Gibson as Hannibal, Tom Cruise as Face, Jim Carrey as Howling Mad Dog Murdoch, and Ving Rhames as B.A. Well, needless to say, over the um, years, things have changed, and I'm not sure if you recognized it, but Liam Neeson as um, Hannibal, you got Bradley Cooper as Face, and a lot of people have been saying, well, who is Murdoch? That's Sherido Copley, who played the uh, male lead in District 9. So uh, do check that out. It looks really good. And my attitude on it is it's either going to be really good or it's going to be very bad. But uh, one thing about it is for sure, if they can take a bunch of PVC tape, some duct tape, and uh, a couple of pop cans, a lawnmower, and a golf club and make this thing that fires cabbages all day, I'm in. And, you know, as you could see in the trailer, when that armored uh, tank was being dropped, Face uh, kind of did something very non-A-team. He fired a gun and actually hit something. So I'm kind of interesting to see how that, that'll play out. So look for that this summer. Um, Gareth, can we also expect MacGyver to come out? Is there any word on that? You know, they've actually talked about doing that. I mean, th this is frightening. They've talked about doing I Dream of Genie. They've talked about doing MacGyver. They've talked about doing F Troop. Um, they've talked about, um, well, they did Bewitch, and it was a disaster. They've been talking about remaking that. Uh, Gilligan's Island is actually being talked about very heavily about being done with Michael Sarah possibly playing Gilligan. So, you know, we just have to get him off the Arrested Development film, which I am not in any hurry to do. You take all the time in the world, you get that movie done, but we will be seeing an Arrested Development film with any luck next year with all the original cast. And so hopefully that'll, that'll turn out well. I know one of the old films, uh, well, I might as well say it now, Tim Burton is going to follow up Alice with a stop-motion version of The Addams Family, which is going to be in 3D and based upon the original figurines from the New York magazine, not the TV series and film version of it. So we'll see how that all plays out. But uh, we've had enough of the guy action films, and we do recognize there are uh, action fans out there, but there's also fans of some of the more dramatic films. So we're going to have a look at Angelina's new film, Angelina Jolie in Salt, right now. Check it out, and uh, we'll be having some more movie talk and some game stuff in our contest coming up soon after. We got a walk-in, a defector. He's Russian. Neural scan is up. Yep. What's your name? My name is Vasily Orlov. Nothing. He doesn't exist. Today, a Russian agent will travel to New York City to kill the president. This agent is KA-12. The KA program? He's a myth. Scan says he's truthful. This guy's selling smoke. Wrap it up, Bev. Don't you want to know the name? You're good. You can tell the rest of your story to one of my colleagues. The name of the agent is Evelyn Salt. My name is Evelyn Salt. Then you are a Russian spy. Where'd she go? What are you doing there? What are you doing? This doesn't look good. I'm not a Russian spy. Maybe it's all the sushi says she is. Maybe it's your department. 
Mine is catching her so we can find out. It's going to be really interesting to see how that all plays out tonight. Um, interesting enough film that's uh, going to be coming out and uh, this summer, and so it'll be interesting to see how uh, Angelina's dramatic film stacks up with a lot of the big summer heavyweights. Speaking of heavyweights, how about this one for you? The final episode of Lost is coming up, all right? $900,000 for a 30-second spot is the going advertising rate on it. Just I, I found that out today. Almost as much as the Super Bowl. So if you have uh, $900,000 and something you want to promote for 30 seconds, you want to talk to the folks on ABC. Darren, you're buying an ad for the show, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm buying an ad for the show. That's exactly Absolutely. what I'm doing. Our servers can handle it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, there was that one company years ago that um, I forget what they, where they were. They got acquired, but, they're, you know, the base company's still around. They managed to scrape, they were a startup company, they scraped a million dollars together, bought one ad on the Super Bowl, that was their entire ad, it was a make or break proposition, and it paid off really well for them, so, but, you know, it's getting that million dollars, it's the hard part, it's just whenever I get it, we always, well, truthfully, Jen spends it, you know, she'll go to Bath and Body Works, or the body shop, and buy things for the house, or, you know, things for the, well, things for the house, let's just go like that. <laughs> Yes, but uh, what can I say? I'm going to be in trouble. I'm, I'm guessing there will not be dinner when I get home tonight, or if I do, it'll be the standard dinner with the aluminum foil and uh, pull back, you know, pull back foil to expose tater tots I can't and that sort of the stuff. Last time I had a TV dinner. <laughs> of course, you know you're in trouble when you come home and there's a pillow and a blanket on the couch, and it, you're really in trouble if the door to the room is locked and there is no pillow and blanket and there's no couch and uh, the <laughs> you and the dog are like eyeing a spot on the floor going hmm but anyway awesome. yeah at our house it's not the dog house it's the cat house unfortunately cat house. And, oh boy what can i say anyway uh switching over we're going to talk a little bit about some uh, dvds that are coming out right now and uh, we're going to be moving over to gaming very soon and again i'd like to say if you'd like to sponsor our show we do have uh, sponsorship packages available, and Darren or Jen in the chat room will be more than happy to tell you about the, um, the uh, email and the URL. This is our Skewed and Reviewed t-shirt. They are coming in other sizes and colors, and uh, we also have different logos. It's got the URL on the back as well, and uh, we sell these, and uh, they go to benefit Child's Play, which is the uh, PAC started this, Penny Arcade. It's the charity that benefits children's hospitals. And so if you're interested, you can, uh, we can order it. We're going to have them, as I said, at NorwestCon on Saturday when I'll be there appearing. And we have some more info about that. We'll have the magazines there as well. And uh, we'll be doing taking subscriptions. We'll be signing them right there. And, uh, oh, I might as well say, we've got some special things. Like I've got some game codes from the Steam Network for the Zero Gravity 3D Shooter Shattered Horizon. And I also have a Serious Sam HD floating around. So we'll have a lot of stuff to talk about. And uh, right now we're going to talk about some gaming stuff, and I believe we have some special clips coming up. So uh, this one needs no introduction, and uh, we'll talk about it when we get back.
Right, folks, tomorrow, talk about being timely. Xbox Live users, that is the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Stimulus Pack. You have problems with the economy, you're out of work, we'll get the stimulus pack and take your frustrations out. New multiplayer maps, new old new multiplayer challenges, and of course, they haven't officially announced it yet, but you know you'll see it soon for the uh, PC, and I believe it's also going to be available for the PS3 tomorrow as well. Also, we'll be doing a segment on this soon, but Bioshock 2 has their downloadable content pack coming very soon as well. So it's always nice now to see that uh, you're getting something more than just the game that you buy. You're getting new adventures, new patches, and stuff like that. And uh, we got another trailer for games coming up in the not-too-distant future. But right now, we're going to talk about some of the new DVDs that are really uh, taking off right now, as well as some gaming. Now, right here... For you PlayStation 3 owners, this is a classic. I don't know if we can see that. We'll try to uh, zoom in on it real quick. This is Heavy Rain. This is a brand new title for the uh, PS3. And Heavy Rain is a film noir thriller about an origami killer. That At least he's known as the origami killer. And he is uh, taking a new victim in a terrorized city. He's basically a child killer. And you play as different characters as you go through the gritty, rain-soaked streets attempting to solve the murder mystery. Now, as you uh, may or may not see, this is not only does it have extremely high-end photorealistic graphics said to be the best on any console, it's an extremely dark and gritty th uh, thriller with a lot of, um, uh, how do we put it, adult content. I mean, blood, intense violence, nudity, sexual content strong language and use of drugs and I have been told it has both male and female nudity on it so for that point alone I'm sure you folks will uh, want to check that out now it does take a while to play it is a very gripping twisting game uh, and twisted in some parts too but if you really like a challenge you will want to check that out so that is heavy rain and it is available exclusively on the Sony PlayStation 3 network and another film uh, another game based on a film we mentioned it earlier how to Train Your Dragon. It is available from Activision, and you can get it for the PS3, the Xbox 360, the Wii, and I believe the PS, uh, the PC system as well. And you can play one to two players. You've got all sorts of games, mini games. You've got a dragon creator, and it's rated E for everyone. A little bit of fantasy violence, nothing in there. And uh, the voices in the game are really solid. The great thing about it is that the control system is very intuitive. A lot of times with some of these flight games, you just really cannot get an easy control and you end up smacking into the side of the mountains, Jen, or shooting people in the back of the head, Jen. Uh, but we won't talk about that. And, and in fairness, I'm, I'm digging a mighty big hole for myself tonight. And uh, I just wanted to say that uh, I have the male gene problem that prevents me from playing any of the tutorials and reading the directions and just jumping in and playing, so that gets me in a lot of trouble. Now, speaking of just jumping in and playing, from PAX East, I can tell you these uh, fine games are in the works. DJ Hero 2, and uh, they've just put out a standalone DJ turntable for the original DJ Hero, so if you want to battle back and forth, you can do that. Rock Band Green Day, so uh, we can all bang out to paranoia in our front rooms now, and uh, maybe we can get Billy Joe's Mohawk action going. Guitar Hero 6, and uh, also one that I'm really intrigued about, Dead Space 2. We got a good look at some high-def video from that from PAX East, 
And uh, there are rumors that there may be a Dead Space movie in the not-too-distant future. Now, speaking of space and dead things, I want to talk about The Fourth Kind, which is the new DVD release from Universal, starring everybody's favorite Mila Jovovich, and it is about a true story in a remote Alaskan town where people have been mysteriously uh, vanishing and coming back with all kinds of strange stories about abduction and so on and so forth. Now, uh, one of the great things about it is uh, Mila plays a real-life character that went up there to, uh, how do we put this, psychologically analyze the local townsfolks who claimed they were abducted and ended up having a mysterious encounter of her own. This DVD version has bonus features, deleted scenes, and it is available now from Universal Home Entertainment, PG-13, and of course it is available on Blu-ray and standard DVD. Another thing we want to talk about, and this one's going to key into some of the movies that we have coming up, this is also from Universal, and this is the fourth of the direct-to-DVD um, American Pie films. This is American Pie Book of Love, and of course this is the raunchy, rude, crude, and also fun um, you know, film series that has followed the events of the first film. Now, the only uh, character to appear from the original three films in this one is Eugene Levy as Jim's father. Now, I mention this because the, uh, the spinoff films have largely followed Stifler's cousin, Stifler's brother, that sort of thing. This is a lead-in because currently they are discussing an American Pie 4 theatrical film that will have the original cast and focused on Jim and Michelle's baby. Sean William Scott appeared on um, uh, some local radio shows promoting uh, Cop Out, and he also, they had him on the KSW show, big uh, fan of the show, really good guy, and he uh, had a post-interview, and he talked about that he has been approached, and they are discussing plans to, being, um, to uh, bring the stiff man, Stifler, back into the new film. So we'll see how that plays out, but... Uh, you know, if we can just get Alyssa Hannigan, Allison Hannigan off um, How I Met Your Mother, we could probably have a good chance of getting this going because I don't think the rest of the cast has been doing too much lately. So we'll see how it plays out. And uh, I mention that because we have a special contest right now. And you say, now, Gareth, how can you go from this film to this film? Well, easily. Lack of focus, lot of direction. As seen on Schiller, we've got Banshee. And this is our contest right now. If you want to get a copy of Banshee. That's right. This is the... Um, uh, we'll listen to this here. <clears throat> See if I can do my, uh, my great movie trailer voice right now. A group of college friends on a spring break camping trip are stalked and slashed by an unknown creature with the ability to make them hallucinate through sound waves. Sounds like LSD. Anyway, the survivors hold up refuge in an isolated farmhouse cut off from all communications. Now they have to come up with a plan to kill this unrelenting creature before it kills them. Banshee takes the idea of the legendary Irish myth, hey, I'm offended, wait a second, and spins it around into a terrifying and unstoppable monster. Ah, oh, boy. You know, Darren, speaking of terrifying and unstoppable monsters, do you remember girls, you remember girls from high school, terrifying and unstoppable monsters? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, why is it the ones that are psychopathically crazy about you or the ones that you are not interested in? At all. Yeah. It's, it's, it's never the really hot girl that you're interested in, but she scares you to death. It's always the girl who 
basically has got nothing to nothing else to live for and is more than happy to uh, take you over the cliff. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scary. See, they ought to do a film about a guy that says, "You know what? I don't care. I'm going to date her anyway." I, I think those yeah, guys do, do your dead. worst to me. Do <laughs> your worst to me. Yeah, well, that's the problem. It'd be a very short movie. Very short movie. It'd be one of those French films that they <clears throat> they are they submit at the Oscars for the Italian, you know, for the foreign shorts. Yeah. Like five minutes long, it'll start up. You see a meat cleaver, you see a reaction, and then Finn. <laughs> By the way, awesome. if any of you are out there are thinking of doing that, that is now copyrighted <laughs> production. Nice. Get the video camera out. I'm sure I can do that in a couple minutes. Now, I mentioned scary because I have two for you right here, and uh, we're going to really get to this one. And I, I know, once again, I, I've dug such a hole for myself tonight. I, I'm just going to go for it right here. Dun, 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 Twilight New Moon. <laughs> Crap that movie out it, of my butt. Yeah. I'm sorry. It, I, I'm not a big I just watched it the other night. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the whole. I don't get it. I'm, I guess I'm just not it, pretty. It, you know, 14 year old girl. Here's the thing. I actually liked it compared to the first one. I thought it was night, night and day uh, I, better than the first okay, one. Okay. I will. I will give that. I did yeah. see the first one. And but of I'll, course, I'll, then I got to the end of it. And, you know, Edward asked his big question. And they just end the film. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what did he say? What's happening next? Oh, I got to see Eclipse. I got to see Eclipse. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I'd like to say that I'm a fan of the uh, the DVD series. The transfer was very good. Summit Entertainment, you know, bonus features, that sort of thing. But here's the thing. And I'm proud of this. I love to read. I read Stephen King books. I just read uh, the third of the Darth Bane Star Wars books. I've read the classics. I am proud to say that I have enjoyed the Harry Potter films. I'm looking forward to the two-part finale in 3D. I have never read any of the Harry Potter books. Really? I read a few chapters of the, of the first one, and I got in a lot of trouble because we ordered Deathly Hallows. I ordered it for Jen the day it came out, and uh, it was delivered on a Saturday, you know, the day it came out. Mm -hmm. It came in that special box from uh, a, ma a major retailer who had a special box, guaranteed delivery day it came out. And I rushed to the post, uh, carry, you know, postman first, got the box, and Jen was behind me going, no, 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 let's see it. And I said, nope, nope, I'm going to do it. And I read the last five pages just to see how it all came out and said, okay, now you can read it. Yeah, and, and <laughs> I, I, I'm a big fan of the Harry Potter series. Um, you know, you go back and you read the books. There's so much that they've left right. out. I mean, the first movie followed it almost 95%. Mm -hmm. But after that, they just started taking out and taking out and taking out. So. Deathly Hallows, isn't that coming out? That's coming out as a two-parter, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they're going to originally, I think, if all goes as well, they're going to pop it out in the summer and then put one out at Christmas. This year? Yeah, that's the plan. That's right, that's right. They're working on that. That's the plan. And then so what I'm, what I'm excited about is once I get done with all of them, the films, mm -hmm. for me, then I'm going to go back and read the books and say, oh, they didn't add this is cool, this is cool, this is cool, so that'll work for me. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm halfway there. I'm going to do that with Twilight. I'm going to just watch the films and... Uh, you know, take my chances on the book later. Now, the interesting thing is if she does not do a fifth Twilight book, apparently they're still considering doing another movie because, you know, as, as our good friends, the fabulous Thunderbirds said in the 80s, how do you spell love? M-O-N-E-Y. Oh. <laughs> yeah. nice. And what, what was that? Callaway? I want money, lots and lots of money. I want the oh, pie yeah. in the sky. I want to be rich. Was that Cal? That was da, Callaway. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I want money. Lots, lots and lots, lots of money. money. Oh, I gosh. want the pie in the sky. I'm back to one. singing karaoke on ITV Live now. <laughs> yeah. We get the, you know what? That's what we got to do. Get the DJ Hero things in here. We can do a little live scratch session. Uh, speaking of live scratch, coming soon, Warner Brothers 
right there, Sherlock Holmes, Guy Ritchie. Hey, look, we're, we're getting a Robert Downey Jr. theme tonight. Jude Law and, and I am pleased to say that they have greenlit Sherlock Holmes 2 and 3. And uh, you will also have Guy Ritchie directing the next one. The Tale of Holmes and Watson as it's never been told before on the greatest mystery ever in Victorian London. Check it out. And the DVD is also available on a standard and Blu-ray format. And they've got a special feature set on how Guy Ritchie and Robert Downey Jr. reinterpreted the Master Sleuth for the modern-day audience. And that will be coming out very soon. Check it out. Now, our final uh, DVD segments, we've got a two-parter here for you. And I'm going to show you guys something that I bet you will all like, but I bet you will have a difficult time finding it, and I will tell you how you can get it. It is an award-winning series. It ran uh, for three seasons. It won numerous awards. It's all over Canada, all over Europe, all over Australia. Uh, never released in the United States. Tons of awards. Tons and tons of awards. Never released in the States. It is called The Collector. And it is the story of a man named Morgan Pym, who 650 years ago, as a monk, uh, fell in love with a woman, broke his vows, and ran off with her. When she was about to die, he uh, made a deal with the devil to let her live. And, of course, the price was his soul. Well, the deal ended ten years later, as he finds out later that all deals with the devil do. His beloved died, and Morgan uh, was outraged and actually tried to fight the devil. The devil was impressed and recruited him to be a collector who basically sends him around to collect his souls, uh, of those that are made deals with him. So 650 years later, Morgan, who doesn't age, is basically instantly heals and that sort of thing. If you shoot him, stab him, whatever, is in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, where he is assigned by the devil to go out and collect souls. And along the way, he meets a woman who is basically deathly ill, drug addict, riddled with disease, named Maya. That he basically, it stirs up the old feelings that he had for his beloved, and he decides he has to save her at all costs. So he makes another deal with the devil, or more of a challenge. Why not give me, you, you know, you tell me these people I have to collect souls from, you tell me to approach them 48 hours before the 10-year anniversary, give me that 48 hours to redeem them. If I can find, if they can redeem themselves, they don't go to hell, you don't get their soul. And it's basically all about his life and his uh, exploits, trying to find redemption and find peace for himself. As I said... Very popular show. It also stars Ellen Dubbin, who was a very big favorite up in Canada. She's got a CBS movie coming out soon, and she appeared in Lex, and Andrew Jackson, the popular character actor, also appears in it. And you can get that through Amazon, through um, Amazon.com. You can also get it through Amazon.com's BC site, and I do highly recommend it. The first two seasons are out. Season three is coming in the not-too-distant future, and uh, you will definitely love that. Finally, uh, with DVDs today, the one thing that we want to wrap up is we want to talk about the good folks at uh, Cinematic Titanic. And uh, we, have, uh, we have some video for that right now uh, coming up. But before we get, while we get the video ready, I want to talk about some of the films. Now, these are the folks who, the original people, Joel Hodgson and company, who created Mystery Science Theater 3000. And what they do now is they tour the country 
doing live versions of their popular show. And that is they show a bad movie up on the screen and they rip the hell out of it to a live audience. And uh, we talked last week about um, the alien factor and East meets Watts. And uh, they were very kind to uh, send over their entire collection for us to uh, talk about. So we have some classics here and not so classics and the box is sticking <laughs> where do i find that uh cinematictitanic.com you can got, check it out there got that. you can uh, get their tour dates you get the orders if you look in the store they will have some of the uh, videos and stuff like that and you might find the trailers also youtube has cinematic titanic this is the one that kicked it all off for us here this is blood of the vampires and uh jen heard about them while listening to another radio station and found out they were going to be in town, so we made arrangements to go out and cover it. And uh, this is a Mexican vampire movie with an all-Filipino cast shot in the Philippines. And uh, to say it's a bad movie is an understatement. It is an awful movie. I especially got a kick out of the uh, Filipino house servants in blackface, where the comment was, okay, scene's over, go back to being offensive. Uh, we have Frankenstein's Castle of Freaks, and I haven't seen this one yet, but it's basically about why can't Dr. Frankenstein get a break. And I do look forward to seeing that one. A true classic here, bad classic, The Oozing Skull. And uh, this one is in color. And, of course, there are some, uh, how do we put this, height-challenged actors in the film. And it certainly leads to a lot of jokes. We have The Doomsday Machine, which is another one of those very bad uh, films from 1972. And, you know, that's all you need. They're the 70s. Makes you wonder. Now, this one is rather interesting. Roger Corman, the king of the uh, um, B-movies. And uh, we've got, um, well, what more can I say? We've got the Wasp Woman right there. I mean, I, one of the classic top ten B-movies of all time. And kind of ironic. B, Wasp, there you go. But um, the other one classic, Legacy of Blood. The Dean family patriarch has died and left a fortune to his children and servants. It's like high school with your family. It's like deliverance with your family. It's like a family reunion with your family. It's like nothing you've seen before. And, of course, it contains adult themes. Not really dirty, but kind of, you know, creepy. And, of course, rounding it out is the ever-popular classic that was a staple of uh, Mr. Science Theater that they decided to redo with all new riff tracks. And uh, this is, without a doubt, one of the worst movies ever made. Santa Claus Conquers the Martians right there, folks. So you definitely, definitely want to check that out. And, of course, as we said, CinematicTitanic.com is where you go to check this out. You can get their tour dates. You can find out about ordering the videos. And I believe you can also download the videos now and stream them online as well. So if you love Mystery Science Theater, if you love laughing at bad movies, this is definitely something you want to check out. So, we've got a uh, lot of stuff happening right now, and as I said, we've, got, uh, we've covered some of the movie stuff that's happening, and I thought it'd be really interesting to take a time out and talk about something that we uh, talked about in my first book. I actually have uh, three books of film and game reviews and interviews and travels out there, and ironically, you can actually get them on Amazon.com. You just type in Skewed and Reviewed or... Gareth von Kallenbach, usually under Skewed and Reviewed, they come up. And one of the ideas I thought it'd be really fun to talk about on the show tonight was I wanted to have a look at some of the uh, films that I would like to see made. Now, 
I want to preface this by saying some of them have actually become films, but, but I decided to talk about them to say this is what I was hoping for back then, and this is what they have now. Now, one of the films that I thought would be fantastic to make was an extremely popular game series by Microprose. Well, and of course, Microprose no longer exists, but the first two games in the series were classics. They did a third one that was moderately successful, and then they did a couple of spinoffs. One was a kind of a fighter interceptor game. One of them was a, uh, a giant super robot game, and the um, final one was actually in production. It was going to be a really big-time 3D shooter, and basically it got halted 60% of the way into production. But to this day, the original two games, XCOM and XCOM 2, The Terror from Below, are considered the ultimate classics of the real, uh, not really real-time strategy, but turn-based strategy games. And for those of you who haven't heard, XCOM was an extremely popular game, won tons of awards, and it's about an extraterrestrial combat force where you have to stop alien invasions. And one of the great things is you have to put your team together, you go out and shoot down the aliens or visit a, a terror site, you fight them in the streets through turn-based moves, uh, they start off with superior weapons, you have to get the weapons, research them, build up new technologies, they attack your base, so on and so forth. And, of course, you have to keep world governments, keep a stockpile of weaponry, secret bases. And it was a very long game to play, but it was a lot of fun. And in the end, you take on the uh, aliens. The second one, even more popular, more monsters, more creatures. And there was a, an attempt to really get this thing off the ground by doing a book series. And, I mean, to this day, like I said, a lot of people, various gaming publications, still lament why there isn't an updated version of this because you really have to tweak your systems to uh, run it, because it was designed for a 386, and they run like crazy if you try to put them on the system. And, of course, there's the whole issue of uh, XP and Vista and 7 not being too DOS-friendly. But anyway, uh, one of the ideas behind it was that it would be a very interesting film to do, because, you, well, I mean, you got everything. you got creepy aliens, you've got running around through towns, and you've got a group of people. You can do the character dramas, the romance, and everything like that, stop the aliens. So hopefully, um, I said it would be very different from something like Starship Troopers because it's an open-ended storyline that can show many facets from the conflict. You have political, financial, and, of course, combat point of views, and it would also be a great franchise, and I thought it could have launched a whole new series of games, action figures, stuff like that. Now... Talking about a film that has actually been done, but for those of you that have seen it, you kind of wish it hadn't been done, and that's the Aliens vs. Predator films. I'm very happy that they're doing a standalone Predator film, which by all intents and purposes is reported to be very good, and I'm intrigued by the Alien prequel that Sir Ridley Scott has out there. And, you know, speaking of this on a brief side note, if you want something really entertaining, check out Sega's Aliens vs. Predator. It's available for the PC, Xbox 360, and the PC. And if you're a fan of the old Alien vs. Predator and Alien vs. Predator 2 games, you'd want to check it out. I mean, what's wrong with uh, playing a Predator and decapitating everything in sight, playing a Marine and shooting everything in sight, or climbing walls as an alien? Anyway, um, for over 10 years, they tried to find a way to bring the Alien vs. Predator comic and book series to the screen. And uh, one of the big problems was that with the two iconic characters, they could never figure out a way to bring humans into it to you know, propel the narrative. And so um, Fox Interactive and Monolith had the Alien vs. Predator 2 games, and I thought it would be very interesting to see how it all played out. Now, as we know, 
the movies came out and they weren't very successful. They were successful enough to do that, but they were critically uh, maligned and stuff. So I still think there's a lot of good potential in the series, but I do think that Fox is doing the right thing, taking a step back, doing a standalone Predator film, a standalone Alien film, and maybe from there they could find a good you know middle ground to it. Now, another film that I said would be really good to do, and I'm glad it's finally happening, is The Green Lantern. Uh, Ryan Reynolds will be playing the title superhero. And at the time, I had written that I was really surprised this character had not been brought to the screen because the original story of test pilot Hal Jordan, it comes upon a crashed alien craft, uh, receives a green ring with, from a dying crewman that grants him special powers. And, of course, you know, talking about the natural built-in bad guy, Sinestro, seem to be tons of options out there, and I'd be really curious. I, I really hope they do this right because there's a lot riding on this one. And unfortunately, outside of Batman, the superhero Superman was all right, but the DC characters have kind of had a mixed bag of success coming to the big screen, so I'm really fingers crossed hoping this comes out. Uh, Crusader. Now, this is one of my biggest regrets here. There was a really great series, Crusader No Remorse, Crusader No Regret, that was uh, put out for the PC by Origin Systems. And it was about a guy basically in Boba Fett-style red armor who was called a silencer, and he was the ultimate uh, foot soldier of this evil company, and he joins the Resistance. And it was basically a top-down adventure where you go out and you could destroy everything in sight. They, it was the first to have, like, morphing things. One of the security robots, they'd appear as a Coke machine, and you go up to get a Coke machine to vend your health, and all of a sudden it would, it would morph into a you know, a killing thing and try to take you out. And you had just incredible weapons. You could disintegrate them down to a flaming pile of bones and stuff like that. It had live-action video cutscenes. It was just fantastic. And what really upset me was the second one ended on a massive cliffhanger. It was a very successful selling game, and yet they never went back, never did another one. And at the time, I thought, this thing is going to be fantastic. It was so popular, they even ported it to the consoles in a day and age when it was not, you didn't port those things to the consoles. So, go figure. Uh, another one, interesting enough, they did about two years ago, Stephen King's The Mist, which, uh, for my money, is still one of my all-time favorite Stephen King stories. And I know uh, there's been a lot of controversy because Stephen King has announced that he's actually thinking of doing a sequel to The Shining, which would be about what happened to the little boy Danny, you know, red rum, red rum, years later. And as he said, there's no way that kid went through that and didn't come out scarred for life, so let's check into Danny 30 years later. Um, interesting thing about The Mist was that um, they chose to make an ending. Uh, the book, the story didn't really have an ending. It was a short story. And when I was thinking about it, it was, um, it's in the book called Skeleton Crew, which is a collection of Stephen King's short stories. And it made me think about another one of his stories that would be just brilliant to do. I mean, talk about the ultimate Twilight Zone-esque episode. And it was about a uh, thing called The Jaunt. And it was about a guy who had invented a mode of transportation that you would come in one side and you would instantly come out the other. They would put two poles up. And, like, you put the pencil in here, and then, you know, miles away, the other, it would come out instantly. And then they tried it on living things and didn't have any success about it. And the whole film was told from a departure lounge on Earth where they're get, a family's getting ready to travel to Mars where they have apparently figured out how to make humans travel through it safely. And what happens to humans if you don't follow the safety guidelines to do it and so on and so forth. 
and it has a very, very, very interesting and twisted end to it. And I thought, man, this would be perfect because nobody would see this ending coming. Another one of his things is the, you know, the Backman books, uh, The Long Walk, about the, you know, the contest to the future where these kids walk and they walk and they walk and there's a big prize. And then we find out those that slow down are given a warning. And then if you don't meet certain standards, three warnings you shot dead on the site. And the uh, winner is the last one standing. And so this is where they got the idea. Of, there was another story in there where they got the idea for Stephen, uh, Stephen King's, where am, I, where am I going? Stephen King had the idea, which became uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's film, The Running Man. So, of course, ironically, now this is a little twist for you. In The Running Man, he, uh, in the book, he hijacks a plane and crashes it into the uh, high-rise tower of the corporation that set him up and did all of this, and that's how that ended. But, you know, nowadays we're not going to see any of that kind of stuff happening in a film, that's for sure. But, interesting enough book here. Um, Marion Zimmer Bradley, who's done tons of science fiction books and fantasy, she had this uh, series, uh, two books, called Hunters of the Red Moon and the Survivors. And I know uh, this thing would be fantastic. It's about a guy who is kidnapped. He was sailing around the uh, world on his own. He's kidnapped by a bunch of aliens. He meets some uh, other kidnappies, and he organizes a jailbreak. And it turns out the jailbreak was all a test to see who was docile and who wasn't. And they're sold to these hunters who basically put them on a planet. And they're given these instructions like, if you can survive until this, this you know, time... You will survive. You'll be given fabulous prizes, everything. You know, here are safe zones that you can go to during times, have food, have this. But no one knows what the hunters look like. And they're turned loose on the planet, and they're hunted. But they don't know whether one of their friends is a hunter or exactly what happens or the hunters and all this. And it was very suspenseful. It was very good. They actually did a uh, sequel to it called The Survivors, and I do think it would be uh, a very interesting action-packed suspense film, you know, Folks like Predators would love this because what the hunters turn out to be is actually really clever. And so I think that would work. The final two that I wanted to uh, follow up on, and we had a few people email us and say, hey, you know, what's happening with this? Well, the first one is Duke Nukem. And I do think that'd be a fantastic film. It's got a very popular cult following. Even though Duke Nukem Forever may be dead, may be coming, who knows? I mean, the interesting thing is we heard the company went under. We heard the publisher was fighting with them over the rights of it, but supposedly the code was 88% done of Duke Nukem Forever. And then a few weeks after we're told it's dead and done, two brand new images from the game were released on the web. And then the next day, two more images were released. And now, six months later, we hear nothing. But uh, I remember at one point Jean-Claude Van Damme, the muscles from Brussels, was actually considered to play Duke Nukem. And uh, so it would be interesting to see how this plays out. And, of course, you can't, at least for my money, you can't say where's the Duke Nukem film without saying where's Half-Life. You know, where's Half-Life, where's Left for Dead? I thought you were going to say where's Wolfenstein. Yeah, well, uh, give that time. Give it time. I think after Doom, we kind of uh, maybe took a step back on that one. But uh, I'll tell you what, though, since you did bring that up, that does bring a really interesting uh, thing to mind. There is a new game coming out by id Software. And those are the guys that basically came up with Quake and Doom and all of this. And they have this new game coming out called Rage, and it's supposed to be out later this year. And I'm really interested to see how this plays out. It's a 3D shooter 
that has outdoor environments to it. But the twist to it is, in addition to 3D shooter, it has a racing aspect to it. It's like a post-apocalypse Mad Max setting. And you can tweak out your vehicle with all these weapons and customized items. And so segments of the game, it's kind of like the old Car Wars, Auto Duels, Interstate 76, Interstate 82. And then other segments, you're out of the car doing a standard 3D shooter. But you're not just running in and down corridors and buildings. They have outdoor environments and stuff like that. So really interested to see how that all plays out. I mean, there's some crazy stuff out there. You know, we've got uh, Diablo 3 coming in 2011. Uh, you know, as soon as StarCraft uh, 2 makes its debut, we're really going to be interested to see how that comes out. And so, uh, you know, crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy stuff. I wish I had time for video games. <laughs> They're the uh, ultimate time waster, aren't they? Especially them MMOPGs. Um, one thing I do want to mention, we were talking about some of the superhero films, and I did want to mention that uh, Justice League of America is apparently still going to happen. They kind of scrapped the script. They're working on a new one. They have people in mind to be playing The Flash and Wonder Woman. Now, one of the interesting things about it is that they are still toying around the idea of a Flash film. Now, see if you can wrap your head around this one. They're going to do another Batman film. They want to do a new standalone Superman film. Now, here's where it gets interesting. In Justice League of America, they would have a new actor playing Batman and Superman different from Christian Bale and from whoever they choose to be the new Superman. Now, the interesting twist to this is Jonah Nolan, who is the brother of Chris Nolan, the guy who you know, got the Batman series off the ground, the, who directed the two, the new ones, uh, Yona was the uh, writer on uh, Batman, and he's apparently been uh, tapped to do the new Superman film, while his brother Chris, who directs the Batman films, has been uh, tapped to produce a complete new makeover of the series. And so it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. And uh, someone asked me, how is this all time frame going to work for you? Because there still might be a possibility of another Hulk film. you got Iron Man 2 coming. And now, of course, you, as we mentioned last week, Chris Evans is going to be uh, Captain America. So here's how it works. If everything goes as planned, the first Avenger, Captain America, is going to come into theaters on July 22, 2011. And um, if everything works, uh, Justice League of America will come after Batman 3, and they have the new Superman film. All right? So, so far, you're with me. Iron Man 3 may be the first Avengers film. So we'll see how that plays out. And then add to the mix, we've got the Superman, three new Superman films in the planning stages with the director of 500 Days of Summer taking over for Sam Raimi to bring the new series up to speed. But we'll probably not have Tobey Maguire. We'll be completely recast. May indeed just jump back to the beginning and start all over again, which is really interesting because according to my sources, they had um, John Malkovich on board as the Vulture. They had Tobey Maguire in place. They were all set to do the fourth one, and apparently Raimi was so unimpressed with the script, he walked away from it. And, of course, when he did that, the other you know principals in the cast followed suit. So figure out. Followed suit. Boy, isn't that kind of an interesting reference for a superhero film? Uh, I do want to mention that Wolverine 2 is going to be appearing in theaters uh, soon. They are going to be filming that in January in Japan with Hugh Jackman. Uh, we mentioned that Die Hard 5 has uh, got the okay. They've got a planned script for that. Death Race 
2 is filming in South Africa right now. And uh, Tropic Thunder 2, we talked about that last week. And uh, we talked about how there was an Indiana Jones um, 5. They've come up with a new story for that. Now, I didn't talk about this last week because I just thought it'd be rather interesting. Uh, we've talked about the real plush of um, 3D films coming out. And right now, they're kind of branching away from the horror films. And they're branching away from Toy Story, I mean, uh, from the animated films. We saw Avatar really, you know, open up the box for that. And I'm really curious to see how Piranha 3D is going to go over. And uh, that being said, there's also been talk of doing another Jaws, but not doing it as a sequel, doing it as a remake in 3D. Now, I don't know about you, that original Jaws, when that damn thing popped out of the water, had a problem with that. And, you know, being on a swim team and, uh, da, da, you know, not, not, wasn't very cool at the time. And uh, I can tell you this, I, to this day, and don't laugh, Jen, uh, when I even go on that backlot tour of Universal Studios, I sit as far away from the water as I can so when the shark scene comes out, and I've been known to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is ironic, because I can go through a haunted house just fine and watch horror films, and they don't scare me. But something about a stupid shark. Go figure. Do they still have that shark there? Yes, they do. Wow. Yes, they do. Uh, possibly a poltergeist film coming out as well. But we got a lot of stuff to cover, folks. And, of course, we're running low on time. I can tell you this. Uh, Transformers 3 will not be in 3D at the moment. So, unfortunately, all you Megan Fox fans have to get used to watching her in 2D for right now, which is probably a good thing for some people. But um, I do want to talk about uh, next week we are going to have the Atomic uh, Bombshells on the show. They are the uh, popular burlesque troupe. You can check them out online, just Atomic Bombshells. And uh, they're going to be in studio here. And if you have any questions for them, you do want to submit them to us ahead of time. If you'd like to win the DVDs that we talked about today, Banshee, I also have a, some download codes for Shattered Horizon and for uh, Sirius Sam HD. You need to text to uh, the number 206-854-4578 your craziest abduction story, i.e. your close encounter. Have you seen an alien? Have you been abducted? Or what is the closest you've come to finding a UFO? Or... You can just go ahead and submit to us uh, things you liked about the show, things you didn't like, and we'll put that in a barrel and do a drawing for that, and we'll announce the winners on next week's show. Other than that, I think we've covered everything. Darren, do you have anything you want to add? No, no, just an uh, awesome show. All right. Always we like new info. And we'd like to thank also the boys from Depeche Mode for providing us the intro music with But Not Tonight. And for those out there who didn't get a chance to hear it, uh, hadn't played with the band since 1994, but Alan Wilder, who is basically the guy who created the wall of sound effects, did all the uncredited producing on their albums, and their uh, lead keyboard player uh, rejoined him on stage last month at the Royal Albert Hall in London, and a uh, huge embrace from the band as he got up there, played piano on somebody, and a lot of people are wondering, is he going to be in studio working with them on their new albums, because... A lot of people have said that just the soul seems to be missing from them ever since he left. Anyway, uh, check us out, sknr.net. If you'd like to sponsor the show or uh, have a guest that you'd like to appear on the show, do check in with us. And we appreciate it as always, and we'll see you next week. Atomic City Bombshells, you're going to want to be here for this one. These are some gorgeous, very talented ladies. Tell your friends. We're going to have them live right here in the studio. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Good night.